Before you place an order, please, 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 please get a sample. You know, sometimes pictures look great. Sometimes, you know, you you think that what you're getting is this quality, but you're not. Make sure you have a sample in your hand. You've checked the sample. You've done all your detail work. You've, you know, you've told them exactly what changes you, you know, you might need. You've, um, you know, given them the information on your branding and other stuff. Hi, this is Anita, the Global Trade Gal. Today, we're going to talk a little bit about what do you need to do to import products to sell? And since my area of expertise is in home decor and household decoration items, I'll be referencing quite a bit about this industry just because I happen to know something about it. But the steps I'm going to use now are basically the same kind of steps that you can use for whatever product you decide that you want to import and sell. A couple things that I recommend that everybody do that, first of all, you really need to understand, you know, some things of what you're going to import. If you're going to look to import a product, the first thing you need to do is you need to really understand what you're going to import. Now, let me just reference my industry, which is home furnishing and home decor. Household items and home furnishing, home decor is a huge range of items. You know, it covers everything from furniture to pillows to lamps, to boxes, to trays, to mirrors, to wall art, to candlesticks. And if you look at household items, it could even go into kitchenware, dishes. So there's really this huge, wide range of products. And most industries are are, are pretty much like that. So when you're looking at an industry, you really need to start to narrow down a little bit exactly what type of product do I want to sell? And why do I want to sell that type of product? You know, you need to do a few things at this stage. First of all, you need to do a competitive analysis. You know, you need to kind of decide like what I'm looking to import. Are there a lot of people out there? Um, If so, it might be hard for you to really break into the marketplace. You need to look at the prices. You know, are there some people selling them at extremely cheap prices? You know, maybe they're selling a certain product for $1 and you're hoping to sell it for $10. Unless you're offering something that's really different, it's going to be hard for you again to break into that marketplace. You know, you have to look at, you know, who's selling it and what prices are selling it at. The other one is design. Are you going to be offering some kind of unique design? And if you're going to be offering a unique design, we're going to talk a little bit about that. That's a whole other thing that you need to look at. You know, the next part is you need to really source your home decor and your household item. You know, a lot of people think, well, well, that should be easy. I should be able to find a lot of suppliers. Actually, it's really not that easy. There's lots of things that, lots of variables that can be involved in the sourcing process. And if you've listened to any of my podcasts, I talk, you know, quite a bit about different things about sourcing. You know, sourcing is not always as easy as it seems. And believe me, I can tell you this because I've been doing sourcing now for many, many years. And, you know, sometimes we think, well, if this person can find the source, why can't we find the source? You know, most people keep their sources pretty tight to the chest. They don't go around and they don't really tell people who their sources are. You know, you could go into one of your competitors and say, hey, can you tell me who you buy from? They're probably not going to tell you because why would they tell you? Why would they want you to have the same source that they have? 
I have had people write me and approach me and basically say, hey, are you willing to give me some contacts and tell me who I should contact? And I've kind of looked at them like, uh, you think I'm dumb? Like, you think I'm going to give you my sources just because you smile at me and you, you seem to be a nice guy? No, it doesn't work that way. And, you know, this is what I always find really an interesting thing for people that maybe aren't quite in the industry. Many of them kind of think that somebody should just hand it over to them, just give them their sources. Well, you know, most people that are serious in the industry will not give their sources away. You know, there's several steps that you can do to try to find these sources. First, you can do an internet search. You know, today, most companies that are manufacturers and suppliers are on the internet. You know, you could try to search a few different keywords, a few different ways. You could try to dig in a little bit deeper in some of the Google pages, meaning don't just stay on the first page. Maybe try to go to the second, the third, the fourth, or the fifth page because, you know, many of the factories, maybe they don't really update their web pages very much. Maybe they're not writing blogs like some of us that are writing blogs. So we end up maybe on more first pages of the search engines. You know, it's really tough today to end up on the first page of the search engine results. Used to be years ago that, you know, maybe you just type in manufacture furniture China and a bunch of furniture factories would show up. Today, it's getting harder and harder. And if these guys are not updating their blogs and not updating their websites, Google kind of, you know, pushes them aside and pushes them back. So instead of just looking at the first page of Google, I recommend that you look at some of the other pages and you, you know, go through those pages and you kind of see what sources come up on the second, third, fourth, fifth, or even six pages of, of Google and see, you know, who those are and if any of those sources look good. You could check out other sites. There's a lot of sites now that specialize in the export and manufacturing. There's, of course, Alibaba. There's the Made in China site, you know, just to name a few. There's some sites that India has. There's, you know, sites that other countries might might have sites specifically for their own countries. The problem I have with a lot of these sites, and one reason why I really have rarely found very good sources on a site like Alibaba, especially in a place like China, the factories need to pay a lot of money to get on Alibaba. So, you know, those guys that are on Alibaba and active on Alibaba are usually really big factories. And if you're just starting out and you're just at the beginning, you know, you're not going to want to buy like 10,000 pieces of one thing. I mean, I hope you're not going to want to because if you are and you get stuck with those 10,000 pieces, your business is over. You know, so you really want to be able to find the factories that are going to give you maybe the, you know, good quality, a fair price and less quantity for you to be able to produce the product that you need. Alibaba and a lot of these big sites are paying a lot of money to be on there. They're big factories and they, of course, want big quantity. They need the big quantity. They're set up for big quantity. They're looking for the big stores to contact them. And for a lot of them, too, I know that they're just sort of on there because maybe they're kind of getting pressured to be on there. Or maybe they're just on there because they think, well, you know, we have such a big budget. It doesn't matter that we pay this amount to, you know, Alibaba or, or some other site to keep our website on there. So, you know, a lot of the factories that are on there are going to be big factories going to require a lot of big quantity. Of course, now there's Alipay, which a lot of them are more wholesaling. And, and sometimes, you know, you can find some good sources on there that might be willing to say, here's what we have. You want to buy this? And then, you know, you buy it like it is. We're not going to, you know, develop something for you and that's it. The problem, of course, with that 
is is that you know if you're you can buy it easily, then there's probably someone else who can buy it easily too. So you know it, it may be that you might find that you have you know if you're looking to sell, for example, on Amazon, you might find there might be ten or fifteen people with essentially the same product, and when you have all these people with the same product, the same quality, then it just becomes like a price war. Who's going to offer it to me the cheapest? And you know I, I know I do that when I go on Amazon. If I seem like oh there's ten people and they're all selling the same thing, and oh you know who's going to give me free delivery and who's going to offer it to me cheaper? Oh this person gives me a dollar cheaper. Well well I'll go you know why would I go with the dollar cheaper? I don't know, you know, one seller from another. You know, so that that also becomes a danger if you buy something that is not really your own design or your own creation. The other thing you could do is try to find an agent. And, you know, an agent is someone who can help you find the products that you need. A good agent is worth all the money that you will pay them because a good agent will understand which factories you can work with. They'll help you make sure the quality is good. They will be able to guide you through the entire process. For some reason, there's a lot of people out there that kind of get this feeling like, I want to buy direct. And and they kind of think that that's an important thing. Yeah, that's fine. But if you don't know what you're doing and you don't know where to buy and you don't really know how to buy, Buying direct is not always the best choice. You know, you, there's a lot of things that somebody else can help guide you through. There's a, you can learn a lot from other people's pain if you allow them to be able to teach you and you work with them. You know, I found that a lot of the good companies, they want to work with an agent because they find out that an agent's going to help them and they realize that that service has value for them. You know, the, the next step you need to do is once you kind of know now, you know, you know what you're going to buy. You kind of have an idea of what you're going to buy. You've done your competitive analysis. You've sort of figured out. You kind of know a little bit now what price you need to buy. You've targeted a couple of people that you're going to contact about it. You know, a couple of mistakes that I see that people make a lot of times is for some reason, they only look at what, what the FOB price is. They take, don't take into account anything to do with the shipping, what it's going to cost them to get it landed, you know, to their doorstep. Somehow they just think that, oh, somebody quoted me. Um, $2. Well, I can sell that for $5. Look all the money we're going to make. Well, you know, they don't even count in the, you know, duties, taxes, shipping, and all those things now, you know, with, with, with you know, at gas going up and, um, you know, the, the supply chain crisis, all those things have risen in, in price where used to be maybe it was quite cheap. Now it's quite a bit more expensive and that has to be factored into price. So, you know, when you're sourcing your home decor, you know, home household item or whatever product it is that you have to do, that you kind of know the product now, you've you sort of targeted the people that you want to find. You know, the next thing you need to understand is your cost. What is your cost going to be for the item? You know, a lot of people, they really fail on this cost. And, you know, and a lot of it's understanding a lot of the trade lingo, like FOB means free on board. That means that, you know, the supplier will get it to you to the ship and then you need to pay for the ship, the duties, taxes and everything else like that. Or CIF, are they going to include some freight in that? But maybe it doesn't include the duties. You know, do you need to have certificate of origin? You know, there's all these things that you sort of need to understand. And that's why I say like an agent or somebody can help guide you through this really helps a lot because there's a lot of differences between country to country, place to place, um, you know, from which country you're buying from. There's so many differences involved. The other thing you need to understand is that freight rates are constantly changing. You know, if you place an order to a, a manufacturer, 
unless they have stock, okay, if they have stock, they might say, we can ship it to you next week. Then sometimes you can get a freight company that will lock in that price, you know, for the next week. But more, you know, usually it doesn't happen that way. You know, in the last few months, there's been so many container shortages. There's been, you know, there's been um, overloaded ports, increased gas prices. All of this affects shipping and trucking. And, you know, if the port in, if you're shipping to, to the, you know, the middle part of the United States and the port in Los Angeles is, you know, having a strike or it's blocked or whatever, that will affect your trucking and it will affect your cost and it will affect your landed cost. You know, so you really need to understand all the costs, but not just the cost for the freight, also the cost for the duties and the taxes and for things if you're in the United States, like the bonded, you know, for the bonded charges, all these other charges you really need to understand. You know, and if the suppliers quoted you X works, you know, you might work with one supplier and say like, oh, boy, this is so cheap. My price is X works. Well, X works means that you pay from the factory. So you need to pay all the charges within that country before you can get the goods onto the ship. For example, if you're buying from China, and if you don't know where in China you're buying from, it could be very expensive to get those goods from the factory to the ship and you know, all the China duties and taxes and everything else like that. You know, so it's really important that you understand not just the price, but what the terms and the price mean. If you're new to all this, you really have to be willing to do your homework because it takes a lot to be able to understand all of this. You know, a lot of people, you know, make a lot of mistakes in the process of this. And so you really need to understand this, learn this, and know exactly what you're doing. You know, for example, if you are selling into the United States, today from China, which in China does offer a lot of good cheap prices, but today from China, you know, most of the products, which are home decor, home furnishing, a lot of the products which are sold on Alibaba, in fact, I see almost all of them being sold on Alibaba, you know, probably have a 25% or larger duty. So that means that you need to include that in. You know, you might be able to buy it cheaper from Vietnam or the Philippines or India, or you might be able to buy it for a higher price from there. But if you're not paying the duty, that can make all the difference. So you need to really under compare apples to apples and oranges to oranges. You need to really understand what your landed costs would be. The next thing which I say before you place an order, please, 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 please get a sample. You know, sometimes pictures look great. Sometimes, you know, you, you think that what you're getting is this quality, but you're not. Make sure you have a sample in your hand. You've checked the sample. You've done all your detail work. You've, you know, you've told them exactly what changes you may, you know, you might need. You've, um, you know, given them the information on your branding and other stuff. You know, even if you feel like it's expensive and it's going to, you know, cost you money probably to get it by FedEx because, you know, FedEx from overseas can be expensive, as can DHL. 
there is just no cheap way to be able to get a sample over. There again, I have quoted, you know, people were, you know, we're, we've done samples for people. And then, you know, suddenly we quoted freight and they're like shocked, like, oh, it costs that much. And I thought, well, you know, what do you think? Like, you know, this item might be a $20 item, but it might cost you $200, $300 to get it to you. And then they're like, well, I don't know, you know. And I'm thinking like, yeah, but that's kind of like the cost of doing business. I mean, you know, I want somebody to see a sample because I want them to be able to check it. And I want to know what I'm producing, that it's exactly what they want. You know, most good suppliers want you to have a sample, want you to check the sample, want you to check um, the product, check the quality and check other things. You know, I recommend that you get a sample so you can feel it, you can touch it, you can understand exactly what you're buying and what you're going to be ordering for your product. You know, and then you can also do your own photography. You can, you know, you 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 know, you have the product there in front of you. You can compare that against what you actually get. You can know, you know, am I getting the same product or did, you know, did they give me a sample of one quality and then they ended up, you know, with another one. You know, you know, next you kind of need to understand where and how, you know, you'll sell it. Like, you know, are you going to, are you going to sell it to a wholesaler? Are you going to try to sell it online? Sell it on, you know, Amazon or Etsy or another website? You need to really have a plan for this. How are you going to sell it? You know, now you've got the product, you've got the price, you kind of know what your selling price will be, how much your profit will be. Then you need to understand how are you going to be able to sell it? You know, I myself have not sold on Amazon, but I have done some e-commerce work. And the one thing that I have learned about it is it's a lot harder than what most people realize. You know, those people that are, again, on the front page of Amazon are usually people that have been there for a while and they don't give up their spot very easily. You know, in other words, if they've got that first page or they've got the recommend by Amazon or or they don't want to give up their spot. Why? Because that's their business. That's what they do. They have worked extremely hard to get that spot. The same thing with, you know, websites like Etsy and, and other websites. You know, so you really need to look at the e-commerce side. Are you going to sell it off of your website? Or are you going to sell it, you know, through another site? And then how much is that going to cost you? How much will advertising cost? How much will all these other marketing things cost? Because I can tell you, even if you put, think you have the greatest product in the world and you put it up there on that site, you know, you can't just sit and wait for people to come to you and buy it. You know, you're going to have to do work to get people to come to you. You know, most companies that are successful with importing and selling products online are also companies that have been at it for a long time. You know, they're companies that have been there. They know what they're doing. They, they've, you know, they've trial and error. They've tested products. They know which ones sell well, which ones don't. And I can guarantee that those pro companies that are doing that, if they're on the second or third page of a site like, like, you know, Amazon or Etsy, they are actively looking at how do I get on the, the front of this site? You know, or if I, if they have a web page, they're looking at, they're saying like, how can I build more page views for my website so that people will come on there and I can have this, you know, audience that, that will want to be able to go to my, you know, go to Amazon or Etsy or wherever else and buy the products from me. You know, that they are actively looking at that. So I hope that these tips were helpful for you because, you know, selling a product, importing a product and saying like, 
hey, I want to just import a product and then I want to be able to sell it. It's not as easy as it sounds. And especially today, this is becoming a lot more competitive than it ever was before. And certainly people that have been at this for a long time are now looking to do this too. We hope you've enjoyed our podcast, and this has been Anita from the Global Trade Gal. Also, check out our blog at Mindoro, M-O-N-D-O-R-O.com. We'll put a link below in the description. You know, check us out and see. We have lots of information on there about sourcing products, especially about home decor products, home furnishing products. And we'd love to have you be part of our community. You know, we we hope that you will subscribe and, and like our podcast, tell your friends about us. And that you will become part of our online community. Thank you so much for listening. We truly do appreciate you and your time.